Hey, it's good to be back with you again, and we thank you for being with us. We are going to be hearing a lot about the kingdom of God, about creating a discipleship culture, or in the Great Commission, he says, go and make disciples. going to be a huge focus here, uh, oh, just this whole year and, and beyond, of challenging you to live in the kingdom. I want you to look at Mark 1.15, if you can, on your device or your Bible that you have with you, and I want to read it to you. This is, this is Jesus speaking here. Some say it's his, uh, one, it's a short sermon, but one of his very first sermons it says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Let's pray together. Father, I ask that you help me to be a plain preacher, so plain that a child would understand me. I ask you to help me be in tune to your Holy Spirit to our listening audience today. If there's a word of knowledge that, uh, you want me to speak to them. Lord, if you prompt me with it, your Holy Spirit does prompt me with it. I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you will. Uh, you look at all of us, everybody that's listening or watching, you look at all of us, but you look at me differently because I'm a teacher of your word, a preacher, and under and over me is a strict judgment and a, and a, and a, and a, and a greater judgment on my life because I am that teacher and preacher. And I want you to know that I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. So in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. I want to get into some discussion about the kingdom of God and what it is. I want to remind you that it's not a geographical territory. It's not dirt. It's not a fenced off place. It's it's not a campus. It's uh, what it is. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in your heart. And when we make disciples, we're just transferring that rule of God. It goes from one heart to the next. Uh, in Mark 1.15, the Lord says that the kingdom, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. And uh, it is here and repent and believe in the good news. The kingdom of God is not coming, it's here. It's already here and now and present. And then in the, even in the scriptures, we know it is lasting forever. You know, we get to thinking that in, we live in a 21st century, and uh, in that, we get to thinking that, you know, that uh, that Scripture is outdated, and you're going to find out that it's all going to, it's all going to come true. I mean, that, that's, that's going to surpass the laws of nations, uh, the, the, the leadership of nations, the power of nations is going to surpass that, going to go forever. I want you to look at Psalm 145, 13. This is what David, the psalmist, writes. He said, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in his words and all of his words and gracious in all of his actions. You need to know the kingdom is fueled and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. We're real strong on God the Father, and we're real strong on God the Son, but we can be really, really absent in realizing that God reveals himself in the Holy Spirit and know that if we're going to live the kingdom and do the kingdom, that empowerment is fueled by the Holy Spirit of God. The kingdom, uh, the kingdom is separating the real Christians from just someone that does Christian things. This is a comment from Gene Memes. Uh, and uh, it, it, I want to read it to you again. This is the kingdom is separating the real Christian from just someone that does Christian things. It is meant, the kingdom is meant to be 
experience daily. And uh, one way we teach it here at Hope Church, and I want to challenge you, is we live out the big five, which is ministry and fellowship and discipleship and worship and then evangelism. And uh, we put discipleship in the middle of those five components. And we do that on purpose. We do that on purpose because if you do discipleship, then the other four will occur. Ministry will occur, fellowship will occur, worship will occur, and evangelism will be able to occur. So we, we put it there specifically to be able to explain that. The kingdom is expressing the fruit of the Spirit in a, in, a, in a daily exercise of our life. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It's, it's the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. <clears throat> we are living this out daily in all of our lives. So the kingdom of God is a series of daily experiences living in this world while walking with the Lord in responding to the world's challenges with kingdom with kingdom responses. We are carrying out the wishes and the desires, which is the mission of Jesus. I want to give you a definition here, and uh, they're going to be able to pull it up on a screen for you, but it, back to Gene Means, we've already <clears throat> used one of his quotes already. The book that I use it from is called The Kingdom Focused Church. And he gives a definition of the, of the church and the kingdom of God. <clears throat> Please remember that Jesus spoke more about the kingdom than he did the church. He spoke about both, but he spoke about the kingdom far more. Means writes this. He says, the local church is a kingdom community of believers in dynamic fellowship under Christ's lordship. Its purpose is to establish the kingdom as it fulfills the great commission with a passion to see every person complete in Christ through making disciples, <clears throat> maturing believers, and multiplying ministries. Paul warns us. He warns us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, about what we call today cultural Christianity. And in 2 Timothy 3 through 5, this is what Paul says. He says, we, we end up holding to the form of godliness, but we deny its power. So cultural Christianity can look godly, but there's nothing happening. It's just the shell. There's absolutely nothing going on, and it lacks its power. For those of you who are old school, I'm going to stir you up here in a very positive way. You need to know that there's power in the blood. I'm going to say that. Amen. There's power in the blood. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. Uh, Peter writes this, and man, these two verses are classic. He said, for you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life. Now, well, Peter is saying that a life outside the kingdom is an empty life. For you, for you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, which you inherited from the fathers, not with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like the lamb without defeat or blemish. There, there's power. And then you've got to understand there's power in the kingdom. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4.20. It's a verse you may not come upon very often. And if you do, you really may not pay a lot of attention to it. But Paul writes here to the Corinthian church, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Amen. But of power. 
his point that he's making here is the kingdom of God is not just a mere trite saying, some little Christian saying that you just give to people. Uh, there can be a lot of different things that we just say and uh, saying it was God's will when it wasn't, uh, saying God spoke to you when you didn't. Uh, it can go on and on and on. It's not, it's, it's, it's the kingdom of God is more than good advice. The kingdom of God requires action. It is about you doing. And I know there can be like, you know, it's not about doing, it's about being. Well, James says it's about doing. Be doers of the word. It requires action. It requires kingdom action. And there's power in kingdom action. I go back to what Paul wrote. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. It's not a matter of giving advice. It's not a matter of some little trite saying. It's not a bumper sticker. It's not a it's not some kind of a quote on a t-shirt. It's more than that. It requires action and there's power in kingdom action. I want you to see that. So the kingdom, if you want to see it in the way Jesus teaches in the gospels, is it's light to darkness. We are asked to go to the dark areas with the light that we we represent and that is represented in us, who, is the, who Jesus says he is the light of the world. <clears throat> we are salt to, which brings flavor and seasoning. We are salt to a dull, tasteless world is what we are with the kingdom of God. It says that the picture here, when you read the gospels in the New Testament, uh, and it is the most adventuring life, most adventurous life, it is uh, the kingdom of God is the life to live. It looks at all other life as being dull and boring. Where we could see a worldly life, if you're not careful, as being the exciting life. And then the kingdom life is the one that's dull and boring. But scripture doesn't give that. <clears throat> we have magnificent stories of how God works in and through people just like me and you, ordinary people who believe in him and who are obedient and who respond to his Holy Spirit. We have magnificent stories that are still told today about how God works in people, ordinary people in their daily life. <clears throat> we are trying hard to refocus here in our church, at Hope Church, with, with a focus on making disciples and living kingdom lives and responding in the way that the kingdom would want us to respond. I'm going to go back, and this is going to be a bit dated, but back in the middle to the late 80s, uh, there was, a, uh, there was a, uh, a, a contemporary Christian group called DeGarmo and Key. It was Eddie DeGarmo and Dana Key. Uh, one of the first groups to really cross over into mainstream <clears throat> uh, from awards, getting secular awards for their Christian work, uh, switching over their videos to MTV uh, back when uh, MTV was established and one of the most popular things to watch. Uh, and I can remember going to their, their concerts. I, I loved them. Now, this is going to be dated. If you if you were to look up DeGarmo and Key, Eddie DeGarmo and Dana Key, you're going to find that, data, that Dana had this incredible mullet. I mean... <laughs> The Kentucky Waterfall was uh, was present there with uh, Dana Key, and then uh, Eddie DeGarmo had the big hair band. He had the the hair bands were big then. He had the big hair. In uh, uh, but they wrote a song that I remember. I took a, a bunch of kids to see the concert, and uh, I remember the song they had was called "Casual Christian," 
and I'm only going to give you a segment of it that's uh, just a just a chorus of it, not the whole song, but it, it'd be good for you to look up. It's going to have an, it's going to be an 80s song. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. But the, the lyrics are this, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a casual Christian. I don't, I don't want to live, I don't want to live a, a lukewarm life because I want to light up the night with an everlasting life. I don't want to live a casual Christian life. And I can remember, because in your Christian walk, there are multiple points of surrender, multiple and I can I remember hearing that song for the very first time and saying, Lord, I don't I I want that too. I don't want to just be an ordinary person living an ordinary life because He has called us to this extraordinary life in the kingdom. And if you're not careful, the enemy will deceive you that the adventurous life is a life in the world, and that a dull life is a life in the kingdom, when it's actually the reverse. The dull and empty life is a life in the world. That's what Peter wrote. He says, you, you're, you're, you were redeemed from your empty way of life. And that the adventurous life is a life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit that, carry out, that carries out the mission of Christ himself in the kingdom. The kingdom life is becoming the adventurous life. I want to challenge you today. Don't live a casual Christian life. Don't live in cultural Christianity that's just a shell. It has the form of you being a, a committed Christian, but the reality, but you don't live in the power. And remember what Paul wrote. He says, for the kingdom of God is more. It's more than just a matter of talk. It's not a matter of talk, it, it, but it is one of power. And I pray that you live in that power today. Listen, thanks for being with us. Uh, I pray you receive this challenge today. Remember that we love you and what we say to each other, grace and peace. And then I always add, make sure you live in both of them, okay? God bless you. Don't be casual. You get on out there and live that kingdom life.